0: Live here live But we don't have to necessarily know what that means. What's the someday of
1: black I like, don't for the know that you want This story happens now. Ladies and gentlemen, the movie writes itself Ooh. Ooh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm still streaming How do I stop streaming? No
1: Hello, Hello Benjamin It keeps defaulting to this version of that the, is. uh, Isn't that strange. I know, it is. it is. There we go. There we go. Ooh, my my hair. Oh, my that. hair. All right. Welcome, everybody. Like my
0: floor in the background. <laughs> again, I'm going to be honest with our viewers and listeners and say, I'm also still in my pyjama pants.
1: Oh, my goodness. This and, is the, and my slippers. The world of Zoom. I would not world have known that. And
0: normally, I'm very good at getting up. So your
1: whole walking around the room thing probably isn't going to happen. I'm not going today. to do that. No, <laughs> it's <Literally. laughs>
0: I was just the show She said, "You're still in your. You should probably change your pants." I was like, "I'm just going to sit down for this one."
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, welcome to episode 41 of yep. Ben and Jake Write a Movie. How crazy is that? I know. It's Wednesday, November 30th. Yes. And um, yeah, it's December tomorrow.
0: That's weird.
1: That's weird. December. That's really
0: weird. I mean, they do just say that the older you get, the quicker time passes. But I just feel like this year is by.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about that the other day, and I might have said this to you before, but there's like, you know how a lot of people with time uh, specifically, especially if you deal in like science fiction, but maybe even in real science that there's a lot of mathematics that goes into time, time travel, speed mm. of light, all that kind of stuff, right? It's all math-based. Yeah. Oh. Well, if you think about it, like when you're born one year... Is literally one hundred percent. I've said
0: this. I've said this life. to you.
1: Yes. we've had this conversation. We've had this conversation. That's right. Yeah. So what you're from, 12, six you months? Become, yeah. It it fractions out. So literally, from a from a mathematical sense, yes, your years become smaller. Yes, in terms of the percentage of your life, right? But if you think yep. about time and speed and the yeah. way all of that works it makes sense that one yeah. year today feels less
0: yes. than one year back then. Yeah, no, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Just in terms of, When
0: you think about it in terms of memory,
1: you know? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree. And you know? time being also a human construct in that sense, you know? Yes. Um, so yeah. it's, it's, it's a, that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, so, so what interesting you talk about
0: today before we I just I, well
1: so there's two things I'd like to talk about today before we jump into our actual um outlining work yeah. um one is um one's a little bit more of a kind of oh what's the right word um something that we actually have discussed and and even touched upon this morning which is how as a writer do you maintain? your drive, your ambition, yeah. your passion totally. um, over the course of a career. Yeah, it's um, I was gonna
0: write a blog post about this, interestingly enough, it's funny you say this. Yeah. And, it's, and it's and it can be long-term over the course of a career. It can be, how do you maintain your enthusiasm over the course of a script? Over
1: a single script, sure. I mean, we are sure.
0: we are in development on a project, we talked about this through the day, that has been two years mm-hmm. in development. From initial concept yeah. to today, and yeah. Yeah. two drafts of a screenplay, and it was a pitch as well. And it's how gone
1: through three full iterations. I know, actually four because the pitch changed once. Four, the so pitch well.
0: changed, absolutely right.
1: Yeah.
0: really great. And I think, um, well, let's talk about. It from a script perspective, first of all, but then I'll talk sure. about. Sure. Yeah,
1: we can start small and then go bigger because I do fair. think, from a career perspective, there's a different. I think Angle because there is the how do you keep creative passion? Yes. And as a writer and a and a professional writer, that's important. You need to continue yeah. to have passion. Yeah. But then there's also like, how do you do it? Yeah. Because I think one thing that nobody ever teaches us. No one ever really no goes into yeah. what a writing career actually looks
0: Absolutely, like. Absolutely, because there and- are a lot of a lot of uh, ideas about what it is, and it's yeah. very, it's very different.
1: I didn't know what it actually was going to be. Yeah. You and I were writing like most screenwriters yeah. start and we were just writing scripts and we were hoping to one day get a manager or an agent thinking okay we'll go and we'll sell some scripts and we'll yeah. who knows and then maybe one thing will on get day. made yeah and then but there'll be that, multiple
0: things will get made and then i'll have the life of my dreams and everything will be okay
1: and from what i feel like is taught in film schools and this this obviously the caveat being i have never been to film school
0: <laughs> um, right.
1: but from what I've read in other people's online posts or the people that I've spoken to who did go to film school, because I have some very good friends who did, um, the actual ins and outs of what it means to be a screenwriter is not taught. The craft is taught, you know, a little bit of the kind of basics of Hollywood might be taught, but what you actually need to know and mm-hmm. how to survive yeah. as a professional screenwriter and, is not taught.
0: Yeah. And it's Derek Colstads, I can talk about Derek a lot on this show, but <laughs> he once said, and I really liked it when he said it, cause I was like, yeah. He said, you work hard so that you can work hard. <laughs> and I've always <laughs> really liked that. Cause it's like, yeah, there's never this moment where you stop hustling. You are always going to be hustling yes. as a screenwriter. You just are as a TV writer as well. Yes, it'd be great if you get on a show for however long. That's great. Right. I mean, We're how gonna fantastic! Need your next show. You know, yeah. but you, at some point that show's going to end. And is there a version where you know there are incredibly successful screenwriters who have enough money to live off? For the rest of their lives and their families. Yeah. Yes, totally. Absolutely. There we are those people are still hustling too.
1: Those if people want to yeah. keep working. They want to
0: keep working because actually you need that. But anyway, it's this aspect of constant hustle. Mm. Um, and bringing it back to the concept, it's script-wise, but then kind of building it out actually from from a kind of idea of that. It's like you have to find the things that you love, mm. and we had this this morning we yeah. both came this morning i was feeling a bit down a bit blue i've not been sleeping very well feeling a bit anxious about various things and um we had a little chat about it which was really great one of the great reasons why talking to your writer friends or partners is mm-hmm. so great so you can go yeah. hey i'm feeling this way Blah. and they having go,
1: yeah, community having a sol- writing community is so important
0: and you yes. have solace in that and then mm-hmm. what did we do did a little bit of work on our other spec that we're working on, which was great. Yeah, and then we came up with a fucking killer idea that I can't mm-hmm. stop thinking about,
1: and that we're not going to mention live. <laughs> no. Oh, no, absolutely. This one's fucking awesome. This mm-hmm. one's fucking awesome.
0: <laughs> and um, I came out of it going, "Oh great," because what was I doing? was doing the same thing we were doing before we broke in, was doing the same things we were doing before we sold and got the princess made, doing the same thing we do all the time. We're just sitting around and coming up with great story ideas. So ultimately, you know, when it comes to how do you maintain your enthusiasm throughout a script? Well, I think it comes down to that very first thing. you got to love it. you got to love it. And it's again, something that Josh- and What if
1: you, you lose the love? What's the love? I mean, look, you're going to be in that script yep. and you're living in that world for a while. Now, some people can pump out a script in a week. I'm not that person. Um, and that's a whole other topic to talk about. Mm. But what if you're three months in and you stop loving what you're writing?
0: It's a great question. I mean, I think there's a I think there's a couple of things there. The first thing is, is it's okay to be uncomfortable with something. And I and I I think it's important to, to recognize the difference between, oh, uh, this is difficult and I don't know the solution.
1: Right. We actually and touched on this a little because we somebody did. asked us a question once before. We yeah. did.
0: And mm-hmm. also, I actually don't like this anymore. And and I think you must ask yourself very seriously, is it just that I'm feeling uncomfortable because I don't know the answer? Or is it, you know what, I actually don't think this is a good idea anymore?
1: Sometimes, I mean, I, I feel fortunate that we have each other to bounce ideas off of, but I feel like a solo screenwriter would really benefit from being able to go, you know what? I want to go talk about this idea with somebody else Mm -hmm. because maybe that will spark an exciting new idea. Mm -hmm. I mean, usually the things that get us excited while we're preparing a script and while we're, you know, while we're outlining, even are those moments of, ooh, wouldn't this be cool? Ooh, there's this scene. Ooh, oh, what if the character did this? Or ooh, you know, it's like you have that moment of creative energy that flows through you. And yeah. then there are times when you just, the ideas that are coming just aren't that exciting. Yeah. And I don't think it it hurts. I actually think it's really helpful to go to someone else and be like, what do you think? Yeah. You yeah. Have an idea that you go, that's awesome. Or maybe they have an idea you go, oh, but what if?
0: Yeah, totally. And it's then so not awesome,
1: yeah. All you need to keep going with a project is another spark.
0: Yes. Everything,
1: I feel like creativity and writing specifically, and even acting, honestly, from back in the day, it's like there's an energy that's required, right? Like a yes. real big amount of it. It's not like a regular job. Like you need to summon Energy inside of you, and sometimes it's purely mental energy, but that, that yes, is sometimes is. the most exhausting mental energy there is.
0: Oh, absolutely, hey.
1: trust me. I pump myself with caffeine in order to get that energy. Um, but the spark can energize you. The I spark mean, of yeah. a creative idea can just you don't need the coffee, all of a sudden, you're just like, right and that's it. it. And yeah. so, you need to do whatever you have to do to spark to the idea again, yes. to go, what is it that I loved about this in the first place? Yes. And maybe I just live in that for a little while. Maybe yeah. I just remember, oh, I love this character. And maybe you just get excited about him or her Completely. for a little bit before yeah. you continue moving yeah. on because maybe that sparks the energy. It's interesting, yeah. isn't it? Because
0: the the project that we that I referenced a minute ago that we been going mm. on for two years, it's still, regardless of how much oh, development man. it's gone through, still, it's still It still sparks. Yeah. And it's still, you know, this was a brief one line pitch we made to a producer, a very big producer. It's blah, 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 blah. and it's still that. Mm-hmm. It's still that, even though it's yeah. looked very different over the last well, couple of years. And
1: we've asked ourselves <laughs> oh, about it we we've asked ourselves because we've gone through so much development on it yeah. what is it about this that we what is it about the idea that we love that gets us excited to write this movie and thankfully the producer has never pushed us away from the thing that gets us mm-hmm. excited about mm-hmm. writing the movie yeah if he had i don't know if the spark would have stayed i agree but because the agree. the story that we want to tell at least in its kernel exciting spinning energy form Yeah, that's still there absolutely, absolutely. and that's, a, that's, so that's what gets us going okay well if yeah. we're not going to do it that way how can we crack it this way because we yeah. still are excited by Surely. it um, but there are movies and we've, we've started scripts where you just go I thought this was a good idea and it sparked when it was an idea and then when I actually start to break it down and look at it from a Bigger picture, right. scene by scene, structural nature. Who are the characters? That spark starts to get smaller it does. and it smaller does. and smaller.
0: Now then again, what's interesting is I think it's okay at various points to go, I haven't got it. Mm-hmm. I thought I had it. I've got something, but right. I don't have it yet. And what you do in that moment, is you jot it down in a file, you put it away in your computer, And you forget about it. Yeah. Yesterday, we were talking. I can't even remember how we got onto the subject. Cannot even remember. And brought up this idea we had last year. Sure. That was incomplete. We had an idea. We had a concept. Yeah. For a movie. Blank with blank. And we were like, yeah, there's something there. We couldn't crack it. And it wasn't right. And then yesterday, I re-brought that up again today we brought that up again oh what if it's this but with this you're like no it's is it that we thought about it overnight we came to it today we were like what if it's this and then we both just got that's
1: it that's That's the spark there's the spark
0: there's the spark and that's the big movie version of this idea yeah so if it's not happening it's okay i mean again it's it's those two things
1: Get with it, right? What's the
0: difference between going, I'm uncomfortable with it? Uh, let me just keep poking around and going, Oh, it's actually that, or yeah. go, Let me put it in the drawer, forget about it, and mm-hmm. then one time. I mean, honestly, there are elements of this script, excuse me, that we're working on right yeah, now that have been in
1: other things, absolutely.
0: In other things, we,
1: we had an idea that a hundred percent we've taken. And look, writers do this all the time. You steal from yourself, but mm. subconsciously. Oh. And then you go, oh, that's in that other script. Um, well, you that know. was in the other... Uh, oh, yeah, I really, really liked that. Really- I really liked that scene. And somehow I've managed to bring that scene into this. Can't but I want to switch gears because it's been 50- about 15 minutes. And I know we don't want to go more than half an hour on these yeah. topics. Um, really. Because I do think it's interesting and important to talk about sustaining a career as a writer. yeah. Because I think most people, although I'm sure there are plenty that love their day jobs that may watch this and go, I just want to write scripts on the side or I just want to write a novel on the side and that's just totally fine. Most of us, I think, start screenwriting because we want a career in movies um, and we want to write uh, professionally and have that be our day job, right? And I think that the thing that... um, it's really easy to um, start to get <laughs> depressed yes. in in a writing career it, it, and yeah, for absolutely. a lot of reasons. And I think yeah. that what people, you know, don't tell you um, is how many no's you're going to hear and in how many ways. And that the the desire to persevere has to be stronger than the desire to feel good.
0: <laughs> very interesting Very interesting way of putting it. Yeah. Um, and I've talked about this at some points in the past. I do not know if I've, if I've ever talked about it on this podcast. When we first became involved with the WGA, the Writers Guild of America, our union, go to various... Big union events. Mm-hmm. Typically when we might be talking about various negotiations or having big town halls with our with our elected leadership. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I would look over at these old seasoned writers. Not necessarily old in age, but old in yeah, experience. Been around a
1: while, yeah. Been around
0: a while. And I just kind of feel like they just had this kind of like Hollywood had beaten them down. Mm-hmm. And they were just kind of cynical and all the time not all the time well, again it's not 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 targeting out specific people we just kind of got this energy of just like oh so fucking hard
1: yeah.
0: it's <laughs> because so hard. it is really hard it's a really hard I, career to be in
1: and just to talk specifically very specifically about screenwriters versus TV writers because yeah. I do think there is a there is a pretty big difference yeah. both are incredibly hard Yes. I, and and we we play in both we, yeah. we although we, we've
0: never been staffed. we've
1: never been staffed but yeah. but we, we we want to be um, mm-hmm. in television as well yeah. um, we've written pilots at first studios um, but the but the thing about being a screenwriter is and and one of the things people don't tell you um, is you are literally the gum on the bottom of the shoe of the studio.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, you are trash (laughs) and and it's like, you go, but wait a minute. And this is the attitude I think most screenwriters take at first because you go, well, but there wouldn't be a movie without me. Mm-hmm. I came up with this idea. Yeah. I wrote that first script. Yeah. I sold that with, script to you. That movie? That's my idea. All you people have jobs because of me. And they go, fuck off. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah,
0: they that do. The they, buy, they buy they buy your idea. Uh the the uh contracts are negotiated, even if it's an original spec, as if this were a work for hire. As if it were
1: their idea first.
0: As if it were their idea, which is important for certain things. Let's yeah. be clear about this. Yeah. Certain union things. Sure. We, we talked about them at, at another point. But they go, they treat it as if it were work for hire. And then they can very easily and do uh, replace you, fire you off your own movie.
1: Yeah. and Because and it's and their idea, apparently. There are very few very few uh writers most of whom are writer directors yes um or writer big time producers right who um have any real
0: clout
1: when it comes to their projects now what's interesting is like you know, um, there are writers who will produce other people's things and actually have more say and more respect on those other things than they will on their own projects, which is bonkers to me, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that you know just just taking it from a, a step back as you go, but I've, I've worked so hard, so many years, like I've been doing this I've been doing this 20 years now. You work so hard to break in and it, and for us for screenwriters it's a journey and it's filled with passion and you're getting better at your craft and you finally hit that thing and you hit that sale and you're like i have my wga card you should respect me because i'm a professional writer and nobody does
0: and that's it is that and- the the phrase that's spinning around my head it's like you work hard and really become The best version you could be, you'd spend hours toiling away at your script and find the way to get through so you could become a small cog in a mega corporation.
1: Right, right. But here's the thing, and and I'm not gonna dwell into the negatives because that's not what this is about. Accepting that as your reality will make you happier. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) because that is how you survive as a screenwriter yeah you have to like and and look different there are certainly very nice people out there but at the end of the day even the nicest producers and the ones that we consider friends have to accept the reality of what a writer is as well Mm -hmm. i we're we are two projects with a producer that we've known our almost our entire careers we love him he's a great guy if we got fired off of one of those movies i would not be surprised and i would not hold him responsible i'd be disappointed <laughs> but yeah. i would but but there is just a reality to this business yeah. and i think that that is something that is not taught how do you handle that kind of consistent yeah like like pushing you down, pushing down
0: and, 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 yeah. and
1: still have the desire to keep doing it. And, and also to go through years of maybe not getting anything made, yeah. to go through years of not maybe getting anything sold. Mm-hmm. To and and to, to come back and go, Well, I'm gonna write my next script. And I'm that's it, and that's
0: why I want story. to bring it back to why I feel like that's what it comes down to. It's starting this conversation. Because at the end of the day, what happens is you come back, Mm -hmm. you find an idea that you love, that creatively fulfills you. And that is why you keep getting up every day doing this, is to explore those stories.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and yet also, I think there does come a time whereby you're a professional screenwriter. It's how you earn a living. Mm -hmm. You have a family, you have a mortgage, you have car payments, Mm -hmm. you have kids i'm talking about myself um and and there comes a time where you also have to go not only do i have to persevere not mm-hmm. only do i have to continue to find that spark mm-hmm. but i also have to find a way to not be anxious about where the next job is coming from mm-hmm. and not be um continually obsessing over the um the the career parts which there are many Mm -hmm. and and do come back to that spark but i think that the way that you do that is through this kind of essentially a paradigm shift yeah which is and you've said this before i am not my screenplay i'm not my idea yeah so it is never personal yeah that's the first way right um the second way is by writing as much as you can, or coming up with as many ideas as you can, because ultimately it does, It at a certain point, once you've broken in, a lot of it is a numbers game. Mm-hmm. How many how many projects can you get out there mm-hmm. so that you can just eventually set something else up? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also I think that, you know, there is a something to be said for the way you live your life as a screenwriter. You know, you go into screenwriting thinking, I'm gonna make it big, And I'm gonna live my dreams.
0: And that this is gonna make me happy. Right. And I think what I've come to, it's interesting. I have the poster of the princess up in the background over here. And I thought I was gonna achieve some kind of other feeling
1: Mm. when
0: we finally got a movie made.
1: Mm.
0: And I didn't have that feeling. I had a moment of going excellent, but then it was what's next.
1: You had the feeling when we were at the screening in Long Beach, and the 20th century yes logo and the and what yes. I consider the Star Wars music yes 100%, because it's that, 100%. you know comes up yes and it's your movie yes and, and it I remember was. you yeah. just going oh
0: my god I yeah and I it was a moment in time.
1: That's the thing. It's fleeting. It
0: was a moment yes. in time when I felt yes. And then it was what's next?
1: Right. What's next?
0: You know? Yeah. So I would just really strongly say to emerging screenwriters out there, again, I've talked about that a lot over this last year, the various podcasts we've been on mm-hmm. in this one too. It's like, this becomes a very difficult job
1: Mm-hmm. A very
0: challenging job a very emotionally challenging very creatively challenging all those things are good challenges you know and there is satisfaction to be had in in that work there is in in working towards something but it's never going to be this moment of like oh you finally made it you're yeah. there's always going to be Something I wonder, else.
1: and I mean we, we do talk about like there's always the exceptions to every rule. And so please by all means like maybe you'll be that person. There was in the news today, um uh, there was a huge sale, mega sale, channing Tatum attached to oh, it. Oh, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, in fact, there was a Simon two more, Kimberg. Was... Oh, well today it it was announced how much they made. <laughs> oh really? And Simon Kimberg is the is the is the writer. And I wasn't clear whether it was a spec or a pitch. They called it a pitch, but I think it might have been a spec, and I'm not 100% sure. Anyway, yeah. it's estimated that his writing services for that movie are $6 million. Wow. And his producing services are another two.
0: I mean, I would He's imagine. He's going to make that.
1: $8 million. But, but yeah. $6 million for a script is, may actually be the largest. He may end up being the highest paid screenwriter ever as a result of that. I don't meant? know that there's ever been a script sold for $6 million before. Like Shane Black used to be like the the like title yeah. winner, right? I
0: I, I I wonder for all services,
1: what, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, I don't know the details of his contract. Maybe yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Maybe there's no steps. Maybe they have him under contract until the movie is maybe done. Maybe they and, do. You yeah. know, I mean, and, and I know a huge part of it is also producing services. But the point being, you have one of him... Mm-hmm. You know, who, yeah, he is that writer mm-hmm. who is going to have his $27 million home in yeah. Bel-Air. Yeah. Um, and all his
0: ex-wives and uh, children. To and,
1: and, <laughs> well, I don't know, Simon, and I've heard he's a wonderful guy. I don't know anything, I about, about, his, know anything about his ex-wives, but... Um, <laughs> but the majority of writers don't see that happen, no, and, sure. and the majority of screenwriters, um, you know, if you become a professional and you do sustain a career, you can live a very nice life. Yeah, and you can even if if you work regularly, you can afford to live in L.A., which is not that easy to do. Um, but it's not a get rich quick scheme. Mm. I mean, it's not even like. Like, look, our first sale was for a million dollars, which was just a fucking I know, and it doesn't, mind it doesn't blown. like
0: that for 99.9, right? Of and
1: even that, when you started to break it down while it was life changing, you go,
0: yeah. Oh, no
1: one prepared us for how to handle that from a longevity career standpoint, yeah. anyway. We have now talked for longer than I wanted to. And there are even more things to talk yeah, about. In for part, sure. Even yeah. in terms of just like what to expect that month after you break in. Yes. What to expect oh, yeah. the year or two after. How long does heat last? Does yeah. uh, What do you need to do? Who? Right. What, what reps do you I mean, there's so many things about that. Yeah. I feel like we could talk for hours and hours we and could, hours. We could, we could. But instead, um, let's but get at thirty minutes on the nose, we're the going nose to is... over.
0: so <laughs> um, as you've as you've titled this uh, episode, passing the midpoint into two point two. So oh, um, we've reached. Uh, uh, are we? Have we reached the midpoint? Have we? Have we actually outlined that? Well, yet?
1: we we Roughly. haven't. But I'm. It was it was an optimistic. Um, <laughs> I love it. It, it was. I was being optimistic because we talked about what the midpoint is. Yes, sure. Um, And it is the change of direction Mm -hmm. whereby Charlize, Sam, and Hank will learn that there is indeed a cure for Sam's condition. And they will head now on a new path. The turn of the movie becomes... Find the Holy Grail. Funny thing is, we don't actually know where that is yet, but we'll get to it soon. Yeah.
0: Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, So you know, I think that the um, where we're at right now, we had talked about we're we're right before that, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about um, a scene in a motel. My my question was, does the motel scene come before that, or does it come in two point two? And um, we had talked about how, like, in Terminator, you you can still have a slow scene in 2.2. Yeah. But the question, of course, becomes how does it roll? Now, here's one of the fun things at this stage in writing um, for everyone is that these scenes are never in a uh, confined, permanent order. In fact, all yeah. the way down to after being shot, they can get edited into a new order. That's so... Exactly what we're trying to do is write for the flow of the read if the director the editor the studio decide actually we want that motel scene to actually happen yeah. later we'll do a little adr dialogue to make sure that it works yeah and uh we'll throw that into this part of the movie highly.
0: that can happen
1: yeah
0: totally. <laughs> yeah 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 let's go and open document and uh yeah
1: let's do that so um for, for all of you who may be joining us just for the first time or maybe the second or third time but haven't subscribed yet don't, to our don't, don't do,
0: don't do yourselves a favor
1: <laughs> and us a favor yeah. too yeah. so that you
0: subscribe subscribe to our channel
1: subscribe to our channel yeah, we have
0: a, we have a regular drip of people coming through, which is great, so.
1: Yeah, we do. You know, honestly, like, I, I'm i very pleased with um, the audience and the audience's responses so far. You know, we I'll love your questions, people. by the way. We're always open to them. I'll just please remind people, them, please. Yeah, um, They make great talking topics for Indeed. the beginning of next episode. Indeed. Um, so. Oh, okay
0: um let's really? so we, I'm so, I'm just touch about what's happened previously so there was this biker bar moment yeah frank and charlie's are in this bar looking at the food menu charlie's orders a burger extra char still like that they get to know each other on a is
1: broad i don't we we kind of probably want to dig into that a little before we write that scene mm-hmm. but that is what it's going to be yeah and that's kind of goes to like That's the scene where Charlize and Hank are bonding in a way they didn't realize they might bond.
0: Yeah, totally. Yes, yes. Great, Sam returns. What the hell kind of withdrawal symptoms are you going through? Charlize explains that she's transforming into a demon from the inside out, but not just any demon. Some arsehole fucks with Sam. Hank tries to defend, but the guys got buddies. Then Charlize lets in. She can't help herself but be aggressive, which is her natural state. A fight breaks out and it's Charlize letting out her demonic anger fully. This is the moment where her flaw causes them trouble. She transforms into her demon form and this will be the first time Sam sees it. Someone records it with their phone. It ends up on a live stream on TikTok. They tear up the place and get the hell out.
1: Cool. Yes. So what we had said next is we're gonna do motel, we're gonna go back to the biker bar where Zod's gonna show up. Mm-hmm. And I think what could be interesting is that he finds they, they get video footage from the security camera and they know what they see Sam and them leaving the bar and they know mm-hmm. what car they're headed in. And yeah, sure. Going. Yeah, okay, cool. I mean, they're kind of doing their own investigative work, they're doing their own yes, demon um,
0: investigations. Demon
1: style investigation. It would be cooler if we could find a demon way of doing it. I mean, is there like Ooh, like, is there a thing where they can, like, put their hand on your head and, like, read your fucking mind? Or, or, well, yeah, one well, of the things I
0: found out yesterday was, uh, in the kind of interrogation scene, is that an ability they have? Like, I can make you tell me anything, you know? right?
1: Um, but I'm t- thinking, like, like, that feels very Obi Wan Kenobi to me, or like hypnotism. But is there, like, mm-hmm. a dim, like, what we think of as demons, almost like a half style, like, semi possession, or she a semi, like, it. yeah, yeah, well, into you? I can, like, read your soul. Yeah, that would be really
0: interesting, isn't it? I'm I'm just thinking of...
1: Charlize has those flashes, remember, when she gets hit with that energy, that she actually has visions of who Sam is. Mm, mm. Um, Is there something about connecting with someone's soul?
0: Yeah, the concept of clarifying these rules, isn't it?
1: Um, Perhaps, yes. What is Charlize? Is Charlize keeping watch here? Do we have a cool moment? Whereby, I think so, like, much
0: does Charlize not need to sleep like 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 the Terminator.
1: <laughs> you know? well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's a good question. Again, rule. Yeah. Um, you know, shitty. Yeah, <laughs> shitty, yeah. Um, Great, but I but I do want to think like. Well, here's an interesting question: Does she call her boyfriend? To check in? To say that she's okay? Maybe.
0: That's, oh, you mean Charlie's or Sam? Yeah,
1: Charlie's. I don't know.
0: I don't, I'd buy Sam doing it more than I would.
1: Yeah, Sh- we don't really need Sam doing it. Her boyfriend was an asshole or was getting her yeah, sure. heroin. I'm not interested in Sam's boyfriend at all. Let's never see him again. Fine. that's um, fine. Okay. Um, I don't right.
0: think I need Charlie's doing it because she kind of felt like she was. This aspect of Okay, well, let's just let's just talk about it for a
1: she second. She cares about him. This is what we decided. Yes. That while she's having to pretend to be something she's not because yes. she doesn't think that anyone will love her as her true self.
0: Right.
1: She is forcing herself into this relationship. That doesn't mean that she doesn't care about them, it just means that that's not the right relationship for her, basically, right? Yeah, sure. Like she's not going to go back to him at the end. Doesn't mean that when their lives are at stake, she wouldn't potentially sacrifice something mm-hmm. for yeah. them.
0: Yeah, yeah. We
1: need to make sure that we believe that because when that darkest moment happens, when that Sophie's choice happens, we need to believe that it's going to be hard. Yeah, here. sure.
0: Okay, let's yeah. let's have that then. I think that's. I think that's
1: nice. I think. Does she feel bad? Is being around Sam and Hank being her, and being her authentic self also bringing out some of this empathy that was that is truly who she is as a demon? Yeah, I like
0: that. Is I there know, an aspect of her
1: going? Yeah, I'm sorry. I I know I ran out. It wasn't mm-hmm. cool of me. I'm okay and I don't expect you to ever forgive me, mm-hmm. but I just wanted you to know that, like, whatever it is. Yeah, Like, yeah, yeah. Kind of like on, no, a, yeah. on a you phone, you know. know? Is there any way that,
0: that, that an element of this could be set up in the previous scene between Hank and Charlie's? Maybe. You know?
1: Right. She calls boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. You know it would be really funny too is if like she uses language that she wouldn't normally use around mm-hmm. him or she talks in a way that she's never talked to him before. Yeah, sure. Almost as if she is being her authentic self for the first time with him on this phone call. Yeah, totally. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. You know, interesting. Um, which is part of maybe what Hank tells her. But but I, it's a little early in the movie. For, and this is why I was like, I feel like we need a, a, a softer moment on the second on the back nine of the movie. Mm. So a little early for them to be like changing each other's lives. No, like, I agree. John you know, like, like, McClain and you know doesn't have that real soft opening up moment until yeah. later on in Die Hard, you know? Cool. Um
0: yeah, and it's yeah, so, it's yeah.
1: You know, is she her true self? Because I also I don't want her to have like her journey isn't over yet no uh, way so yeah. i'm not I'm, you know but it's a bit or is it
0: is it she slips back in temporarily to being the kind of version
1: uh, of and uh,
0: sam's like who are you
1: i <laughs> you know um yeah, because I think that they're gonna call her out on this bullshit. And it's so not too. until 2.2 that they get yes. through to her.
0: I agree. So I don't
1: <laughs> think it's a moment with Hank and her at the bar going, you know, you should really just Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 I agree. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, it was more born out of what are they talking about in that bar that maybe inspires her to make this call was more than anything rather than- Right. Really, you know what your
1: problem is, blah, blah, blah. I think it's like, seriously, you fucking ran out on them? What a bitch. Yeah, totally.
0: yeah absolutely, like, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, like yeah
1: He totally yeah. calls her out. I mean, I think yeah. he, you know, yeah. Hank calls you know, her out. You're
0: like, you're just like my second wife,
1: you know? You know. <laughs> I knew you were a demon. I didn't realize you were such a bitch.
0: <laughs> great, great line,
1: great line. <laughs> I'll write it in here. Yeah.
0: You know, for a demon, you're real mean, you know? <laughs> I knew you were a demon. I didn't know you were a bitch.
1: <laughs> Great. Something like that. Awesome. Anyway, um, then Motel, Hank drinking. I think there needs to be, this is a little bit, I'm gonna say Terminator, we're on edge. Yes. Uh, at least Charlize and Hank. Yeah. Or at least Charlie says. Yeah. Um, because Hank's drinking, but yeah. We need to f- I want to feel tension. From this point on in the movie, there's no um scenes without tension.
0: Uh, totally. Um if I was just saying, I'm not sure where this comes, but it's the fact that Hank normally has all these gizmos and gadgets that are gonna be able mm. to tell him when a demon is near. And it's right. going off all the fucking time because he's with Charlie. He's eventually just fucking takes the batteries out because <laughs> it's whining all the time. Not like sure when that moment is. It's not here. It's probably earlier, you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, li- I like that. The Geiger
0: counter is constantly going I It's like, it's oh,
1: probably I'm... when they finally park the car yes. up here. Yeah. You know, uh, what to do next? Hank turns off the Geiger, you know. Yes, his, really. his <laughs> yeah. What's that sound? Oh, Charlie's especially... just like, "Will you turn that fucking thing off?" <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, his demon detector. Yeah, yeah for sure. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. so from now, Zod and gang come into the biker bar. They yeah saw the TikTok. Mm-hmm. What we yes. I guess said. Um. Zod goes to bartender and does a demon trick. Does a demon trick, trick to learn about, um, uh, learn anything the bartender knows. Of course, he doesn't know yeah. where they're headed. I mean,
0: okay, okay, but could it be again? Just putting the pieces together. You know, mm-hmm. the waitress at their at, at from their table overheard what direction they were going. Doesn't think anything of it at the time, because she's a fucking waitress. But Zod goes, what did you hear? What did you hear them saying? They're going to something, Colorado Springs, whatever. You know, again, just a way for them to put those pieces together. Great, now we know where they're going, because I did my demon trick, and I did it on the... I did it on
1: Is the- it that I I have a, I have an idea where it's... Um, that could be... Um, Useful, uh, <laughs> an idea that could be useful, Um, <laughs> as opposed to an idea that's not. Hank is broke. Uh huh. Sam doesn't have any money with her, so Charlize right. has to pay the bill at the bar, mm-hmm. and the they ask for her ID, and she's like, mm. "In this place, you you really need my ID because it's a <laughs> biker bar." Yeah. But because she sees her ID, she has her address on it. Right. Cool. Right. And Zod is able to see the address in her mind. Or something along those lines
0: Fine. yeah something yeah. like that
1: yes something
0: like that and you could do something really cool whereby is there a way to see him going into her memories and yeah i
1: mean I, like that's a visual yeah. thing i think a director would have a lot yeah, of fun with yeah. you know absolutely right yeah like yeah. he goes and
0: like he's there looking at the looking at the ID. he's like in her
1: view. eye all of a sudden it becomes a pov yeah. a yeah. pov view yeah. but it's odd now in that POV. Yes, something
0: like that. Yeah. That's that's yeah. really
1: cool. I like that. Yeah, um, yeah. So biker bar, we're gonna go there. Order extra char. The uh, so when they're about to leave, it's actually they're they're gonna pay the bill before the shit goes down, right? So it could be like yeah. on their way out, someone fucks with Sam, right? Right. right. Um, Charlize asks for the bill. Mm-hmm. Because Hank is broke.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And Sam has no cash. Credit cards. <laughs> yes. Um, the waitress slash bartender, depending on where they're sitting, mm-hmm. um, asks for Charlize's ID. Yeah. Which is funny, considering where they are. Yeah. And we think it's a joke, but then it comes back. And I love that. I love when yeah. you set something up that feels like just like a joke in the scene. Sure. Um, and yeah. especially because she's a demon, like Hank could make an offhanded comment, you know, something like, yeah. oh, you know, what state is that in? You know, seventh seventh level of hell. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like it.
1: You know? I, love I like it. I like it. Great. Um, something like that anyway yeah. bad dialogue but we'll get bad dialogue. we'll tweak it when we get closer yes um you can see the address in her mind now they know now they know where to go however i just fucked something up what did um, you think? it's okay it's okay well i'm gonna, what I'm gonna it might be too complicated but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull back for a second. Wow. Boyfriend is where she lives, okay. Wow. But what if we establish in wow. the beginning that she hasn't let her own apartment go? Mm-hmm. Partly feeling like that's part of Charlize not letting go of who she is, mm-hmm. but she's living with boyfriend because she's trying. Mm-hmm. As a result, when Zod shows up in town, the address he has is the apartment that Charlie still has, which would be on mm-hmm. her driver's license great. and not boyfriend's yeah. apartment. Yes. Also, police would already be at okay. that apartment. Great. So we still need the boyfriend We do. From the police. Sounds great. Awesome. So, yeah. Sorry, going all the way back, this is. Is the spark it of is. writing Actually, but Again, this
0: is why you outline.
1: Yep. Yeah. I don't um, have
0: for that. Is there something else I can help?
1: What ask? is that? Who's Siri is talking? That was weird. <laughs> that, that was, was weird. weird. And your <laughs> your volume has just gone. Ro- 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 yeah. Well, ro-
0: it's weird. It 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 disconnected. I couldn't hear you for a second, and then anyway, is that okay, okay. now?
1: So yeah, it did uh it's fine so we should have in the home he's like you know you could really let your apartment go already Mm -hmm. she's like Mm -hmm. you know how you know it's just a beat it's like a beat about her apartment Mm -hmm. still being rented even though they live together
0: great great awesome yeah that's good
1: And also the FBI inside her apartment pre-bookstore will give us really interesting insight into also that other side of Charlize. Yes. We'll get to see the version of her apartment, which we had talked about before, this empty, stark, weird. And the FBI is going to be like, who the fuck lives here? Yeah, great. There's no mirrors. Right. At all in the entire apartment, not a single fucking mirror.
0: Yeah, yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah, great. Right.
1: That's cool. Very cool. So we're going to go to. From here, we're actually going to go, I think, to them pulling back into town. For some reason, I imagine there's a bridge. I don't know why. See, this is a quiet little town. Oh, yeah. Where there's like a bridge over oh, yeah. the river, and they're yeah. kind of like driving in over the bridge, yeah. and they're entering into this beautiful little like one main street Absolutely. with a this is and and the way very, I like, yes. oh, Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> interior, exterior car. Yeah. Um. What are they driving in now? I have no, no idea. I can't remember.
0: Just the, whatever it is, and we'll figure
1: it out. Yeah. It's the. It's a uh, car. Old Chevy.
0: In a car, Ben.
1: An old Chevy, I guess. Um, So, old Chevy day. Yeah. uh, The gang pass over the cute bridge into and actually, this could be funny too because, like, Hanks, like, you live here,
0: like. I
1: never imagined a demon would choose to settle down in fucking Springville. Yeah, absolutely right. Um,
0: Springville, Colorado.
1: Springville, Colorado. Pass over the cute bridge into Charliza's town. Um, Hank um, jokes about it being so not demon friendly. Mm. Uh, It's not like there's a lot of bad people doing bad things in this little town. Yeah. Um, exactly why she chose it.
0: Yeah, completely.
1: No demons showing up. Hmm. That's interesting. I get I get a little more exposition through character.
0: you're yeah. right. Yeah.
1: Okay. Right. Then we they pull up to the bookshop. Yes. Ooh, the character from the from the yeah, i was going to say earlier she on totally like, needs to show up and see yeah, ancient yeah. Sam. Yeah. Totally. totally.
0: And it's like I heard you just like, you know, Ted said you just ran off one day. And that's because this is her bookshop, right? She owns this place.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um exterior bookshop, bookstore, mm-hmm. uh day. Mm-hmm. as they are unlocking the door, who walks up? Um you know talky friend <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, um, know friend. talky friend number 1 yeah i can't i can't even remember what we called her earlier um she's talky friend number 1 and she won't shut up who's this guy her new boyfriend who's this guy mm-hmm. new boyfriend <laughs> mm-hmm. um she heard about now how many days has it been 3 4 tops yeah, it's not
0: time. been he went away. Yes. Yeah, sure. She wouldn't
1: have heard about, you know, yeah, what no, happened, Uh, to yeah, other she, guys. Did she even think that Hank was a new boyfriend? Maybe not. Uh, maybe yeah. she thinks they're family. Actually, that's kind of thematically. Yeah, yeah interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Family? Yeah. Um, that's my, you know,
0: that's,
1: yeah. Something along those lines. They get rid of her.
0: Yeah.
1: And go inside. So now. We have, in the previous scene, earlier on in the bookstore, um, she goes to this old tome and discovers the, the prophecy. Yes. I think we go back to the prophecy, and what she realizes now is that at the end of the prophecy, there was something that they never paid attention to before which yeah. was the instructions on how to reverse the disease.
0: It. In order to read mate, yes, perhaps. Or, it, or, like or it references, yeah, yes, perhaps.
1: Yeah, what's the right way? Because this book isn't like, I feel like this book wasn't written by, it's not like written by the devil. I think it's written by, Yeah, I don't know who wrote it, but it would be yeah. like, again, it's not like, specific religious and yet it does contain the prophecy of the bringer of darkness mm-hmm. and and how it will all lay out yeah in a kind of nostradomacy elusive way. way yeah sure um is there i think there should just be another part of the tome whether it's in this page or in the next chapter or whatever it is yeah, it's something. It's something that Charlize didn't look at but yeah. Is there a way for her? Because I think this is what I what I would need. I would need her to. Why does she think this is here? I've brought everyone all the way back. All the way here,
0: here because here's where I think the this. This
1: is where I read about the prophecy the first time. Instead of bringing the book with me, I totally buy it. Yeah, I, I do. To bring the book with me, I go yeah. straight for Sam because I'm going to kill her. I'm going to yeah. stop the prophecy yeah. right as it is. I didn't read the addendum. <laughs> <laughs> the fine prints. Nobody fucking reads the fine prints. It's actually quite funny if this was a comedy. Um <laughs> you didn't read the fine print. Who the fuck reads the fine print? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but but what I didn't read was the part about how to reverse the spell. Yeah, I mean I why does
0: Charlie think? it's it's not phrasing it like that though, is it? Because it's like I just I I the note is, I don't want Charlie's in any way to appear to be stupid. You well, I
1: don't, that's the thing, is I don't think she's a demon. Reversing the spell was never something that she wanted, that she would have cared about. Why would a demon ever have any interest in that?
0: Yeah, so just doesn't quite fit right. And I can't put my finger on what it is. I just think it's...
1: I just don't think it should be a different tome. Like, oh, she just happens to luckily have two. No, tomes. I mean I agree. I I, no. I don't think
0: it's that. I don't think it's that either, because that all just feels like, oh, I should have looked in that book. But nor do I think it's, oh, it says here how to reverse the spell. There needs to be some other small, small piece of detective work. You know, the best version of that for me in something like one of the one of these movies is like in Indiana Jones, which is. With the uh, or
1: do the rubbing or with the
0: rubbing, or, like or it's on both sides of the medallion. But you why would they think that? I don't, I don't know yet. But I think it needs one more other bit of something, one more other bit of detective work. But again, she knows that the solution is here. That's why they come here. Yeah, there is something in this bookshop, in this book. Yeah, they go to back. You know if it were, Ancient Book. You know, if it were, like, for example, it's not this, but the pitch is per something we like we've talked about in the past. You know, um it's about it's not ley lines, but I'll use ley lines as a placeholder. But I've got this other book on ley lines. <laughs> you
1: know. <laughs> I don't think I because you could go to any, I mean, like, I don't want her to have two special books. And I don't want it to be as simple as we could just go to the public library. Yeah, no, You I- know, like it's, she has an ancient book that is part of her ancient collection that is mm-hmm. specific to her. There is nowhere else in the country that she could go They are taking a huge risk yeah. coming back to this town. Right. Only because there's this book here. Yeah, that's right. So something in this book she believes will give her the answer. And it's not something she would have been looking for before. Because again, as a demon, and, and I, I'm not saying it needs to be the reversal spell or an addendum. But as a demon, what are you told? Well, you're told, eventually we're going to create the Antichrist, everybody. And this is how it's going to happen. And then we get to come and we get to take over the world. Hmm. That's the prophecy that she goes back and says, holy shit, yep, these are the four things that I remember reading about a thousand years ago when they taught it in demon school. Mm. And she goes and finds Sam, right? Yes. She's not thinking that there is another thing. And yet when she sees that the mark of Cain isn't fully formed, maybe this is what it's about. When she sees that the mark of Cain isn't fully formed, she goes, wait a minute. If she's not there yet... There could be a yeah, way. To reverse a way to do this. This. Yeah. In this book is there a chapter about the mark of Cain? Sure. And a way to reverse the mark of Cain? Sure. Yes. Okay. Yes. Something like that. I think that's yeah. That's right. Yeah. Because if the mark of Cain doesn't fully form on her, she won't become the antichrist. Mm -hmm. Because that's what has to happen in the prophecy. Mm -hmm. It's a way to stop the prophecy from coming true. So we need to stop the mark of Cain from growing on your body, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's during, so while they're there doing that, we go interior Sam, uh, Charlize's real apartments. Charlize's real home. An FBI guy is there. Yes, a brief scene, and it's a brief scene of showing her life here, um, or lack thereof. Yeah, and then what they will find is like some sort of thing that shows that she owns this bookshop because it's her apartment.
0: Yeah, do they bump into a neighbor? Do they, you know, something like that?
1: I mean, wouldn't she have like if she's if it she owns it, she could yeah. have a yeah. flyer, a
0: flyer, something like that. Yeah, She'll, yeah. Find store.
1: evidence. Store. Um, maybe she's there. Hmm. Sure. They call it in, and sure enough. A cop drives by and sees the car, the old Chevy outside. Yeah, great. Right. And
0: then we're going to get to our midpoint set piece on tomorrow's show.
1: Well, technically, that is the yeah, now. Yeah, great. Because the midpoint is they just found it. Yeah, great. And so we did. We passed. We got through the midpoint turn. We yes. know where we're going next. Actually, we didn't because <laughs> you know why. hold on i just have to do this bookstore hold on bookstore day the chapter says where they need to go next right and we will figure that out tomorrow Right, (laughs) good stuff well you know
0: again interesting again i always look at the amount of hours we spend on this we've we've gotten through this
1: in basically a week's worth of work at a 40-hour work week with hap- with less because we've been doing all the yeah. extra things Oh, so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, we still need to um, decide or find um, someone to be our guest speaker this week. We should. Uh, uh, we to we, a few don't, weeks. we yeah, we'll figure yeah. that out. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a really fun one coming up next year, but they can't do it till next year, oh, so you fun. all have to wait. Yeah. To yeah. And yeah find we'll wait. out. Um. Anyway. And if we don't
0: do one, it's not the end of the world. It's nice, I like them, but
1: it's not the end of the world. Yeah, it's not the end of the world, but I like them because yeah. they're fun. All right, everybody. Thank you for Thank joining us, everyone. So Thank you for joining us today. Super fun. And um we'll see you again tomorrow. See you later. Bye bye.